rest? Uh, the word box is off. <laughs> that was a short one. They're about to get a whole lot shorter. What in the hell is wrong with you? I actually have some thoughts on that. I'm sorry. I was reporting the news. The job I've been chained to by a contract you coerced me into. Who in the fuck kept that rolling? Bring me Stellanus. I'll have his head. For doing their job? Sorry, Brass, you've held them to such high ethical and journalistic standards they couldn't help but keep scrying until the scene played out. You're finished. We were trying to give you options, keep you safe while you do your job. Everybody wins. But now I'm done prepping up your sniveling take-my-ball-and-go-home attitude. You hate working with the kids so much? He really does. Fine. You don't have to work in journalism anymore. When I'm done, you won't be able to get a job slinging extras on the streets of Abel. Good luck maintaining your cosmic visa when no one in your field will hire you for breach of contract. Funny story about that. I didn't. What? Yeah, say what? Breach contract. I thought it was odd that you didn't put anything anywhere in the document I signed requiring me to only read from the prompter or from a prescribed list of topics, and then I remembered. This isn't news. It's an entertainment program. You need improvisation. Drama. In other words, schlock. You need as much dirt and filth as you can manage, so of course you wouldn't put anything in the contract that might abbreviate the garbage you pass off as information. Well, good news. Your dramatic and thoroughly compelling threats have just been broadcast to the cosmos. Unabridged and unadulterated. I assume we're still rolling, Stell? Affirmative. <laughs> oh, snap! He just adulterated your bungus! Shut up, Dirk. You got it, Captain. You wanted me, you got me. So you've got two plays here. This goes down as one of the highest-rated broadcasts in your history. You eat some flack and we do business as usual. Or you terminate my brand new contract. You're well within the grace period to do so. And I walk. No big loss. If he goes out, I'm out. No, you're not. Actually, his contract is owned by Focalore Studios, a subsidiary of the Deva Group, owned by Mammon Media. He's only loaned out to Nexus through Treaty Intercosmic. If he wanted, he could exercise his right to refusal against Treaty after a violent altercation with his co-host. Ow! Yeah! Ow! Oof! Jeez, wow. Yowza. Ow. Ooh, boy. Yeah, that's smarts. I, I think I have pain and suffering or whatever. Uh, don't help me. Yep, got it. Your move, Brass. The shards of luminant biocrystal scattered across the main deck of the Astrofortis shimmer and gleam in the amber light of the Eye of God as our heroes make their long journey back home. That radiance tightens your flesh in a blossom of youth and vigor, even Gaspar, whose vigor is long entombed in the black void of undeath, feels vital and enriched by the blazing gaze of the Leviathan. The crew remains below deck for some time. Captain Harcourt can be heard giving hushed instructions to the men. When he emerges, his face is hung low. Crown, you've done well. Uh, thank you, Captain. Not quite what we were expecting, I don't think. No, I imagine not. And uh, fidgeting in his hands, you can see that Iavos, somehow in the aftermath of the fight, managed to collect a small vial of this strange, glistening white liquid. The tears of the Leviathan that he's fumbling with nervously. Well, you already seem to have the right idea. I have to pay the crew. 
But these shards are worth something. Quite a bit, actually. I'll give you each a share. Should be worth about three quin each. This feeling... Ecstasy hangs thick in the air. Is this why it's illegal to hunt them? That and many more reasons. It's illegal to kill the divinity. Not that their deaths would mean anything to anybody of importance. Well, you'd be careful, Pen. Seen too many men get drunk on that field. End up doing unwise things. Best try to keep your mind. Speaking of that, how are you feeling, Hal? You, um, partook of a, of a lot. Of a, of a lot. You feel not unlike an opiate high, though decidedly more lucid. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's not what I had in mind, Bick, when we saw that very fist leviathan, and I said I wanted to fight it. Um, there was a lot less fighting and a lot more guzzling than I was expecting. <laughs> Chugging that god weep. Yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu kake. <laughs> I won't say it was unpleasant, though. Just uh, different. I'll take your word for it. It certainly looked like you were enjoying it. Let's hope there aren't any long-lasting effects to this imbibement. A few more of the smugglers begin making their way atop and start doing their jobs. Is there anything any of you would like to do before you begin the journey home? I was going to ask the captain, it's very generous of you to offer us some of these fragments, but I don't know if our team has the means to turn them into currency and a, a fear of a damaged reputation. Hmm. Fairly harvested, but hmm. I suppose I can sell it for you. That would be a kindness for sure. We are in the public eye at all times. How about this? I'll just pay the quinn out of my own pocket and take care of them. What are they used for? Gods, no. I'm no, uh, but what would be the word, a uh, uh, craftsman? Probably some kind of weapons, or maybe some kind of alchemical equipment, uh, I don't know. I'm certain the latent magic in these crystals could be used in all sorts of arcane crafting. Hit me with an arcane knowledge check. Oh, yeah, baby. Even when I roll shit, I get a 14. <laughs> <laughs> There are parallels for everything you saw in the Leviathan, be it skin equaling leather, meat, obviously for food, blubber, meaning oil. Uh, with these being a literal crystalline form, you imagine it could be melted down, turned into glassware or theoretically lenses and things like that for magical equipment or just status symbols. Uh, tell you what, Captain, I'll take my portion, but without the intent to sell it. I want to study this. That's my value. Right enough. Pentecost's eyes briefly flash gold. But not gold like sunlight, gold like metal. She blinks and it's gone. My, my share goes to Gaspar. So, whatever he wants to do with it. I'd like you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind is racked with a feeling of grief over sacrificing the wealth. It's agony. You take 10 psychic damage, but you accomplish your goal. If there's nothing else, you're, um, you're off duty for the next few days as a thank you. Very good. Oi, Captain. Was, uh, it's nice being on deck again. Always is. 
until it isn't. True. True. I, I found it quite harrowing, actually. Well, you think the harrowing part's the fun part? Most of the time. That and just getting to touch all those ropes. You really likes his ropes. He, uh, he always been there to catch my fall. Uh, Iavos is going to make his way to the back of the ship, looking out over the ether wake, and knowing that somewhere in this wake is an invisible Gaspar, stealthing along in his cruiser. I'm going to cast message in that direction mm. and uh, send a short little message to Gaspar. Say, Gaspar, I haven't seen you since the battle. Are you well? You can respond with a quick phrase. I am quite well. I'll cast it again because it's a cantrip and I can do it a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should give all of the weapons to the commissioner. I think we need one for ourselves. I had the same idea. I'm already on the boat. Ooh. <laughs> He's calling from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm already in the hold. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a acrobatics and stealth check. Acrobatics, followed by stealth. Okay. Acrobatics is a 15. Stealth is a 23. <laughs> you manage to do everything very quietly. But as you try to leap from your ship onto the other ship, you actually quite badly miss. Fortunately, you had a rope tied to yourself, so you were able to climb back up. And after a couple more tries, you were able to actually get to where you need to go. Onto the side of the ship, up through a porthole, into the hold. Is there some sort of obstacle that I would need Ayavos's help or assistance to get past? So the captain left them weapons in our care until we get to shore, right? So knowing Gaspar is sneaking about somewhere on the ship, I'm going to take one of the smallest daggers out of the bag and squirrel it away somewhere secret in the hold. Marvelous. It's been a trying time on this ship. About two weeks out, you've realized one very key thing. If there's one place you know nobody goes, especially not the cook, it's the spice rack. Mm. <laughs> So placing the dagger in there, you're fairly confident no one will touch it. Got it. We got a British crew. Exactly. <laughs> one of them is named Ham and Cheese Pete. You think he's <laughs> you, you think he's touching spices? <laughs> I mean, the mayonnaise jar is empty, but all the oregano and thyme is just ready to go. <laughs> it's actually creamy. Dave is the cook. Um, so I'm going to tuck the uh, yeah dagger in the spice rack. Marvel. So yeah, I'll tuck it away behind some thyme and some saffron and vanilla. Beautiful. Gaspar, give me one last stealth check in order to get in, grab the thing, and get out without anybody noticing. He's cumin in. <laughs> weak. Fucking weak. <laughs> well, I have for you a spicy 29. Good God. <laughs> I shouldn't even have your roll anymore. <laughs> it is spicy. The crew is too busy singing to notice me. <laughs> one of the crew's like, I forgot. To forget to look for anything. I'm going to go nowhere and lie down inside of here while you walk past him. Must have been the wind. All right. You find the dagger. You return to your ship and feel very proud of yourself, eluding this crew of complete idiots. As I'm sitting on my seat, twiddling with the dagger, why did that feel too easy? <laughs> now paranoid. See, I was, I was going to throw it overboard and let you catch it on your ship. But this was also good. You glide at unimaginable speed through the void above error. As you gaze into the thick, black abyss, 
which surrounds this infinite plain, your blood runs cold. In the past, you may have taken the sight for granted, even mistaken it for beautiful or calming. But in the cold days which follow the cruel maiming of the divinity, thousands of stars hang blazing in the inky black. The amber starlight promises no heaven, for they are the grieving eyes of those wronged, marking the countenance of the guilty. The Astrofortis passes through the barrier which marks the illusory sky of Zenith. Aetherport Delta is calm as can be expected in the pre-dawn hours, and traffic has slowed to a trickle. A living ship, like a great crimson mollusk, writhes in discomfiture as it tries to find a position in the docking ring's influence that it enjoys. It eventually flops outside the repulsor ray with a thundering thud and lets out a warbling, tittering sigh of relief. A comet of ice and stone hovers in slow rotation. Within its prismatic outer shell, insectoid creatures like pillbugs go about a routine as inscrutable as their anatomy. A tiny tugboat whose pixie denizens promise swift rescue to the calmed. A bone galleon crewed by the damned. A barge of turf and stone. All wonders that might have given pause have become commonplace in the wake of your discovery and your actions. After you make birth, rain waits outside of the port. She wears tight black trousers and a frayed denim vest. And although she wears no shirt beneath, and the vest is open, some force keeps the fabric in place, bearing only those curves and muscles and deep scars as she wishes to be seen. Her mohawk is done high in blonde spikes, and she seems to be made up more than usual. Uh, Iavos will pull the illusory ring off of his finger and hand it back to Rain. She takes it. Uh, I think it worked okay. Yes, I imagine it did. Most people don't don't see things they don't want to. Did you know where they were taking us? I know you had some inkling as to the captain's intent, but I'm not sure what the breadth of that is. No. We suspected it might have something to do with error, but no guarantees. We just, we had no idea. Uh, looking to his party, then back to Rain. Shall we wait till we're somewhere more private to go over the details of our voyage, or is time of the essence in the spilling of these beans? The Commissioner would like a word with you, but only after you've rested. We were watching you on our scry, so we understand how much you went through. Please, take your time. Usha is kind of biting his lip, and his cheeks are puffed out a little bit. And he looks around at Rain, finally smiles, and says, Right, whatever floats your boat. It's funny. I tried. <laughs> I'm worried he's been waiting to drop that one for some time now. Yes. Does it really float out there? I mean, it just sort of... I mean, more flies, doesn't it? Whatever hovers your craft? I'll take it. All right. The ethanotic vessels, the engine that they use, creates a kind of buoyancy inside of the ether, which is what holds them in place. So yes, they are floating, technically. And we did pick up a gift on our voyage that we probably shouldn't take back to the apartment, so we'll let you take it home. I gesture to a tied, closed bag full of clinking metal objects. She looks at it with a kind of... Fear? Greed? Hard to say. I'm going to try to convey to Rain, without saying it, that this is important. Take good care of it mm-hmm. with, with the insight of my eyes. <laughs> inside of my eyes. <laughs> not, to the audience, not the inside of my eyes. That's creepy and pink. <laughs> so that's a uh, 12. She looks at you as you kind of gesture at her with your eyebrows, mm-hmm. and she furrows, and she kind of nods, 
It's extremely difficult because I almost doesn't have any eyebrows. So <laughs> I'm just wiggling skin. <laughs> Aren't we all, buddy? She takes the bag and nods to you and then leaves. <sighs> Who's for stew? <laughs> I would love anything but what was being served on that ship. I thought the scouts were quite flavorful. The um, spice rack was mostly just mace. Mm. That was it. Nice. Mason, one jar of old tarragon. See, if we'd known that, we could have gone down and dumped a bunch of mace into the god's eye. <laughs> the old spicy peeper. <laughs> I cast teleport us back to the apartment <laughs> via taxi. <laughs> you hail a cab and return back to your home. It's waiting for you now something like three weeks since your last departure. And you could not be happier to be here. What do you do in your downtime? I start by dusting because it's been three weeks and then I make everyone soup. Beautiful. Penn begins the long arduous process of cleaning her room. Fair enough. Just bucket after bucket after bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Usha begins the slow and agonizing process of packing all his stuff up, putting as many things into as many drenched, crab-infested burlap sacks as he has one emotionally weighty object at a time. (laughs) Perfect. Michael? I think Hal probably hits his snack cabinet just immediately. (laughs) I've been stuck on that ship. I get the bag of Sour Patch Kobolds out. (laughs) I discover that Penn hasn't eaten all of my (laughs) snacks. I am happy to confirm it is untouched. (laughs) Gaspar still has to smuggle this knife into the ring. You land in Omega Dock. To your knowledge, there are no customs here. The direct landing codes that you've received allow you to land without interruption. Okay. Gaspar, is there anything you would like to do before you return home? Gaspar, respecting the charges brought against him, will head to the Bowery to stay at the beheaded Aardvark where his tab has been run up unnecessarily up there by the rest of the team. The tab, as you have run it up, is a quin and a clip, which is roughly one and a quarter. Hey, Wusha, can you come in here for a minute? Of course. Penn's room is still in a state of disarray. The entire thing is going to have to be redecorated, but she's managed to bilge most of the water. I know you're going to be leaving soon, and uh, I want you to know that you've been my best friend here for as long as I've existed. Oh. So I made you something. Ben, you shouldn't have. She produces two bracers. One large, one small. They're identical. It looks like she's taken an old pair of bracers from a previous set of armor and has decorated it with kelp, seashells, All sorts of findings from while she was cleaning her room. But here it looks intentional and rather beautiful. Uh, There's one for each of us, so we match. Are you going to be my tide pool buddy? I would like that very much, Busha. Can I I give you a big old hug? (laughs) Of course you can. Here comes a wet one. (laughs) Busha is going to... Wrap his arms around Penn and give you uh, uh, 
tidal embrace, a tight tidal embrace. He gets a little, he gets a little salty and a little teary. It's More a, than usual. Yeah. <laughs> no um, hesitation from Penn. <laughs> it's just like squeezing a really old kitchen sponge. <laughs> Same smell and everything. Now your sores aren't the only thing that's weeping. <laughs> exactly what I was going to ask. When you squeeze whoosh, does he, does he leak like a sponge? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Halfway between those and one of those little like, like stress dolls whose eyes like pop out and shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you come around more often in the future. Just, um. Maybe we'll rent you a different room. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. And uh, should I be free? Ain't nothing in the world going to keep me away from this place. I uh, got one concern, though. I'm going to hold up the bracer. It's like a lace-up bracer, yeah? I imagine so. I was just going to fit around my waist. <laughs> <sighs> Pen carefully undoes the lacing. Slips it over Wusha's forearm, laces it up, and puts a nice bow on it. Wusha will try to do the same for you. He'll slip it on your arm, tighten up the laces, and do the most unnecessarily complicated sailor's knot he can think of to make sure that it stays on (laughs) through still and storm. That's amazing. The office is cooking a stew in the kitchen, and for the first time in three weeks, you smell spices. Is that is that time? Is that something other than salt? Tis the season. Hal comes back with an empty bag of Sour Patch Kobolds and opens his snack cabinet for a second bag, pauses, and looks over at Iavos. Um, Iavos, uh, not to be a uh, not to be a complainer. But have you been doing the shopping again? Uh, yes, when we returned, I figured we could uh, bulk the larder a little bit for the coming week. That's fair. Um, just a, a small note, if you need to take it out of my share, that's okay. Uh, I prefer the actual name brand candies. Uh, Sour Patch Kobolds are infinitely superior to uh, the the Cherry Goblins. And... Uh, Rock Shasta is on a completely different tier list than Archfago is. Um, <laughs> Fucking Archfago. I want to see this tier list. Have <laughs> a YouTube clip of him reading <laughs> fantasy candy. That would be great. Now, Halifon, I imagine if you closed your eyes, you could barely tell the difference. The price difference is what I'm looking at. I, I, almost, I recognize that you are a cook. Uh, I don't want to kiss any... Um, Spells? Nope, that's not... Uh, oh, aspersions. That's it, that's it, yes. Uh, aspirations on your um, palate. But um, they're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, I really do prefer Blue Minotaur to this this uh, monster raiding energy. <laughs> uh, fair enough, Hal, but between you and me, I think maybe you could take down your candy consumption a little bit. Rage consumes up to 6,000 calories a day, Iavos, and protein does not alone do it. (laughs) I reach in, I grab some jerky, and then I leave. (laughs) Pen, roll me a perception check. You got it. 19. Nice. As you are cleaning some of the final nooks and crannies, especially near the bed, you notice something peculiar. There's a wad of kelp 
maybe some kind of seaweed. You're not a seafaring creature. You have no idea what these things are with any level of accuracy. But one thing you do know is that it is not supposed to be black. A sludgy, viscous fluid seems to be oozing from some portions of it, and it seems almost corrupted. Penn's eyes narrow. Her face becomes serious, and she looks closer. It's long dead, and it doesn't seem to be spreading or growing, but it's there. Unmistakable. Okay, I'm going to collect it and find a container for it and deliver it to Iavos. Look what I found in my room, Iavos. Oh, what do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> this is rotten. It's corrupted. I see. I don't know where it came from. I mean, I would venture a guess that it's one of Wuxia's mysterious leavings, but this looks like something otherworldly almost. Does it remind me at all of the weird vegetation corruption that the uh, the druid was casting through his allies at the press conference? Go ahead and give me an old religion. Okay. No, I'm not going to roll you again. You betrayed me last time. Uh, 16. It's difficult to tell one vegetative corruption from another. From what you remember of their particular filth, the creatures that you presume are connected to the Darkwood, it didn't seem unusual, no different than, say, the sludge you might find at the bottom of a swamp or on rotten sea vegetation. And this doesn't have a clear indicator whether it's that or something else. Hmm. But it definitely doesn't look like something that would happen in a bedroom. Well, none of the other things that Wuxia somehow manifested seem to be tainted like this. and It's in your room. I'm not sure what the connecting pieces of that puzzle. Go ahead and give me a medicine check. Sure. A 12. Other than some unknown goo and some weird chunks, uh, you can't really tell anything special about this. Should we dispose of this or... Hang on to it for further research. I have a bad feeling about it. I think we should put it on your shelf with your other things until we can find a way to purge this corruption. I will encase it tightly in some slad wrap, <laughs> put it in a massive jar, and tuck it away amongst my magical whatnots. Marvelous. You try to put it out of your mind as you've put it on your shelf and continue with your cooking. The day and the night pass. And in the morning, Usha, on the couch, you realize it might be about time to go. Since sleeping on the couch, Wuxia will do his morning routine of taking the cushions off and wringing them out outside. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just in the hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's somebody else's problem. <laughs> Is your couch a waterbed? No. It wasn't. Um, the, uh, crown. We uh, got some words for you, if you're weak and decent enough. Are you going to teach us more sailor swears? <laughs> Always and forever, but not today. Seems that my uh, lay on this ship has come to an end. It's been a good one. It's been a long voyage, and I never thought I'd see such strange things aland. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for the time that I've gotten to spend on your deck. Serve under your banner and flag. But I've always been a stand-in, and you've got your team back. I ain't want to crowd the crew, so... 
coming. I don't get to finish a sentence, do I? That's a bit rude. He's in the middle of a heartfelt speech. <clears throat> Go to the door. You open it, and you find Rain standing there. Oh, you're just in time for a heartfelt speech. <laughs> Why, from who? Uh, dear Wusha. Oh, uh, I should come back. Hey, just take a seat. Hal claps a hand on Wusha's shoulder and says, Wush, uh, I know we didn't get to work together that much, but uh, I did want to say, don't worry, I'm sure we'll be finding nautical nuggets that you left us for quite some time after your departure. <laughs> De- departure? Oh, oh no. Perhaps I should speak first. Um, before you depart, um, the commissioner would like to see all of you. For dinner, in fact. A rarity. All of us? All of you, yes. Do we need to do like a shopping episode to get some black tie affair for having dinner with the commissioner? No, no, it'll be mostly casual. Uh, you, She looks down at herself. She seems to have forgone her usual taste in modern fashion. And instead, she wears an unusual set of uh, black traditional trousers, which flare wide before cinching down just below her calf. Her top is a cross between a robe and a tunic, which crosses over itself and is tied about the waist with a thick cloth with a pattern of repeating geometry. This is this is normal. Don't, don't worry about this. I haven't yet. I can't believe I packed up Brunilda already. Your what? My dress. Oh, you've named your dress? Of course I did, didn't you? No, I just... Oh. Name myself when I put on different clothes. Don't worry. That's fine. All right. Well, um, do you remember the noodle house I took you to? Oh, yes. Meet us there in about an hour. Didn't you say you were going to stop inviting us to places <laughs> that you liked? Well, most of you have already been there, I think. Uh, wait, has it just been you? I can't remember. We showed up as a group, but uh, we put them in the corner. Mm, yes. Uh, Gaspar being quite cautious, I believe... Return to the Bowery, is mm. my estimation. Do you want to send them an invite? He'll be getting a message soon. Oh, very good. Well, uh, do you mind if I unpack a little, at least to get my nice duds? I didn't know you had them, but yes, please. I'm going to get my least sea life infested clothes out. Wear all your least smeggy things. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Robes for me. Perfect. Gaspar, you hear a knock on your door. I'll do a quick security check, seeing if uh, my exits are clear, if there's the shadows of more than one figure appearing from behind the door. Yes, how can I help you? The knock comes again. You realize now it's a very, very light knock. Smuggled dagger from error, safely hidden away underneath his shirt and belt. He's going to draw poise and then open the door slowly, cautiously. As soon as you open the door, there is a face not inches from where your face would be if you had a head. I lean in slightly closer. (laughs) (laughs) Not backing down. As you do so, the creature moves backwards and the odd perspective that you were looking at it shifts somewhat. At first, it seemed like it might be a person, and now you realize it's a very, 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 very small person with wings. Realizing that you don't have a head, it flutters down to your actual head. Okay. It starts looking at you. It doesn't look human, per se. It seems to have uh, unusual, almost turtle-like features, but smoother, uh, almost like a toad. 
And its wings are almost like dragonfly wings. It's hovering kind of parallel to the ground. Is it a safe assumption that this is Faye? You guess so. I'm in danger. <laughs> yes, again, how can I help you? Hello. <laughs> um, I'm here to give you a message. How do you know who I am? Uh, we know where you are uh, at all times. <laughs> That's what I want you to think. <laughs> You're funny. I think so too, but nobody else seems to realize. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, two messages, actually, I just realized. <laughs> One, uh, go to the noodle house, have some noodles. I don't think that was the actual message. I just forgot. That's okay. I fully understand it. Um, And two, <sighs> I think I already gave you that one. Oh, no. We're always watching. Yeah, that was the one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, do I have to pay you to send a message back? Uh, to which? Uh, whoever sent the second message that you said first. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't need payment. That's fine. Then, can you give them the simple message that soon I will be watching them too? <laughs> Sinister. <laughs> Uh, I like it. Anything else? Do you need a lozenge or something for <laughs> your lungs? No, flying is hard. <laughs> Just wish for bigger wings or something. I don't think that's how it works. Thanks, though. Have a good one. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I'll wave my hand at him to give him a little air current. <laughs> so they get to fly a little easier. As he begins to turn, uh, you realize that he does—he does seem to have a hard time flying. There's a lot of dipping and then pulling up and then dipping and then pulling up. He's a little overweight. Well, you assume. Just walk, my guy. <laughs> it's even harder. And he's gone. Just sounds like he's full of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Just thick with eggs. I'll eat, I'll eat a dozen of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's over positive. Now, this very well could be a trap, but how would they know about the noodle house? It's too specific. Gaspar will head on over to the noodle house with the unreadable sign. Awesome. Untranslated. When you get there, you realize you're the first. Waiting outside, a little while later, somebody goes into the noodle house and everyone leaves. Not long after that, two antiheroes show up outside the door. And soon... Flanked by two more antiheroes, you see the Commissioner and Rain. Nice to see you again. I'm going to make an exaggerated, flourished bow. Yes, it's very good to see you as well. Please, answer. Well, if you don't mind me going first, yes. You go inside and sit down at the one table that is not packed up and put in the corner. The Commissioner, wheeled to the other side, sighs. And looks at you earnestly. I am disappointed. As you might imagine. So what are you referring to? Your escapades in Kinuint. Ah. Well, in some ways I was compelled to take those actions. I understand. Or you wish you had told me something before. Then I might have been able to help you. 
Well, you see, sometimes I'm also compelled not to disclose that information so that the person compelling me can compel me. That doesn't make any sense, but that's okay. Or at least that when they compel me, the time not stopped by other forces. Fair enough. The fact is, I have good relations with the Fae. I see. So this is where you give me up to maintain your relationship? Not at all. You are more valuable right now than the uh, happiness. But at some point, I will need to please them. And that might require you to do something you are not comfortable with. Out of one pocket and into the next. That is your life, it seems. I only hope that one day you may find yourself debt free. Yes, one day I will be undead. Heh. <laughs> Aspen Vancaster hits hard and tells it like it is in tonight's major image. Then Meathead of Metal and Mana is suspended after allegedly assassinating the Doge of the sunken city of Destrada. After Metal's recent quest, wherein the Doge's involvement in the human trafficking ring was brought to light, Zan elected to remain behind, a vacation of sorts. However, the Battle Center detected the removal of his bracelet mere minutes before the death of the dishonorable despot. No trial date has yet been set, but after what we saw in Destrada, I wouldn't mind if it were postponed indefinitely. Speaking of despots and their rightful deposition, or defenestration, our own Warren Rusborough, Lord of the Underhold of Dolestone Strait and Gamma K7, used his platform to speak out against the administration's tacit approval of genocide, biological warfare, and countless other war crimes in their admittance of Petrophon Faltier II, aka the Sovereign Unearthed, as a permanent resident of Zenithal Aetherspace. I've developed a reputation as something of a schmoozer, a handshaking socialite bent on climbing the celebrity ladder, with my head up my ass. But that's exactly where I would have to be for me to not stand with my friend. As a member of the cosmos at large, evil takes on an objective literality and must, in many planes, be endured for the greater balance of all things. However, we often forget that these abstract notions are exactly that, the province of abstracts beings with little to no choice in their moral path. Yet we as mortals, singular beings, must take a stand. We have a choice in our actions. And so, whatever fate befalls my colleague, friend, and hero Warren Rusborough, Lord of the Dollarstone Strait, I will suffer by choice. I'd rather go down with the good guys than be complicit in ecumenical compromise. Join us next time for more Major Image. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Strength, dexterity, constitution. These are the foundations of a healthy, adventuring body. Maximize your core stats by exercising your core. Work your abs, arms, lower back, and legs. Buff your mods in just 10 minutes a day with the new Andesian Dexinflex. With the weight training power of Dwarven Full Plate, but the agility toning flexibility of an Elven Longbow. Just 10 easy payments of 29 drac gets you the cutting edge Andesian Dexinflex. Dern Good Grubs lose weight through Ale and Steak Diet Cookbook, alchemically enhanced vitamin supplements, nine page instructional manual, and a Dexinflex tank top to show off your min maxed bod. The Andesian Dexinflex. Your friends will think you rolled stats alone. LU cuties, cry mid-roll and let slip the news of LUQ. Rose City Comic Con is September 9th through 11th, and the LUQ will have a live show on Saturday at 10 a.m. Come join us for a -a one-of-a-kind LUQ experience. And if you're visiting from out of town, join us after the convention panel at 5 p.m. at Retro Game Bar for a cast meet-and-greet hangout. Nothing super official, just us chilling with fans and friends of the show. You can find out more info on that event at our Facebook official fan page. If you can't make it to the show and want to show your support some other way, word of mouth is still a valuable asset for a show of our size, not to mention leaving a review. And nothing beats joining the Patreon. We have a ton of rewards. Seriously, pages of them. And as you know, you can join the show's meta with a D&D character of your own or get mentioned with your legendary mid-roll team at the top tiers. The current legendary mid-roll teams are the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Titans Rise, with Darsmail, Evelet, and Roman, a.k.a. Big Boy Roy. To get a message read on the show or possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. We're still sorting out our P.O. Box system, so please don't send us anything for the time being unless you reach out on Discord and set it up one-on-one. And follow us at Twitch at Slapdash Streams for Monday night live premieres of the LUQ with Mistress Dana. Wednesday or Thursday is me and Zach's Pokemon Soul Link Nuzlocke. And in the future, we've got more pen pals with Dana. No manuals, no tutorials, no gods. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axe. You're watching Necromancer TV. Welcome back to NTV's Crypts, where we take you on a tour of the dungeons of the Lich and Famous. These dark overlords adore decor and have timeless wealth to trick out their crypts to the max. Today we're taking a tour of the home dungeon of the one and only Morgast, the Dread Usurper. What it is, NTV? It's me, your boy, Morgast, and welcome to my crypt. The front entrance was the work of dozens of enslaved dwarves over decades making this giant demonic face portal not only one of a kind, but durable against enemy attack. Mind the cryptic puzzle to gain entrance. One false guess, and you'll get the jaws. We got corridors and corridors of catacomb walls stacked to the max with bodies of the dead, or as I call them, workers on vacation. One tap of this obsidian staff, and they'll be on their feet and ready to party. 
When it comes to dart traps, nobody makes deadly fast-acting toxins like the Deep Gnomes. Everyone thinks dark elves are the cream of the poison crop, but they've never had their respiratory system devoured by a gnomish biotoxin. I've got a guy who comes once a week to keep the darts sharp and fully loaded. This baby is my pride and joy, a fully custom job. It may look like an Iron Maiden, but it's made of adamantine. And not only does it crush the victims to a perforated pulp, but it does a great job of collecting and redirecting their blood to a nearby cold storage room for use in future rituals or a cool midnight snack. Even the engravings on the outside, if read, are enough to send a mortal mind into a realm of madness in which they become obsessed with the idea of climbing in. And by that point, it's too late for them. Not to flex, but this sweet baby set me back over 50,000 gold. Next on the tour, I'll show you my local orcs and goblin staff quarters, where we have ping pong tables, fully stocked man flesh larders, and... Wait. Cut the music. Something's wrong. My lord, we have intruders. The Radiant Inquisition is back, here to purify our halls once and for all. The paladins again? Ugh. Alright. Deactivate the charm runes and stand ready near the Hall of Pits. They may have a strong will, but their balance is shit. You guys might want to get out of here before things get spicy. Actually, here, grab an axe. You're in my dungeon. You work for me. Here they come! Get ready! Join us next time on NTV's Crips as we go deep on the DL for a first-hand tour of Agmodius the Vile's Underwater Fortress of Nightmares. It'll be a scream come true. Outside the small noodle shop, two antiheroes can be seen standing at attention. You've heard they move in groups of four. Where the other two are, you do not know. But you imagine they would make their presence felt, should you show any sign of hostility. The inside of the shop is empty, save for men hard at work behind the counter, and the three guests for which so much fuss has been made. Uh, sorry we're late. Wusha couldn't choose between flats or heels. So he chose one on each leg? Uh, not an option. <laughs> <laughs> Always keep them guessing. The commissioner rests in his wheelchair. He's wearing similar garb to Rain, though all in white, save for his sash, which is gold about his waist. His eyes open, and he looks at you with a tired smile. Please, sit. Pen will take a seat, stopping briefly on her way there to smile and nod her head to the commissioner. It's nice to meet you, sir. Yes. But you and I have already met. In a way, I suppose. No, no. Uh, sorry. You are... Excuse me, this is uh, maybe rude. You are lesser plural. So you do not see time or people the way I do. Oh, well, that is very interesting. Hmm. Thank you for that perspective. Of course. Well, wonderfully cryptic as always. Uh, sorry, I do not mean to be cryptic. It's part of your charm. <laughs> I have not been called charming in some time. It might 
freak the antiheroes out potentially. But when Hal sees the commissioner, he draws his sword and does a military salute with his sword. I'm an oath of the crown paladin, and this is the head of my order, sort of. Give me a perception check. In fact, everybody can. All right. Wow, I'm rolling fucking awful today. I haven't rolled above a six this whole time. Hal rolls an 11. Nice. 15. Wusha gets a 16, baby. 18. Uh, 10. Pen. Others don't seem to notice. But immediately upon the drawing of the sword, you can feel a sudden surge of magical energy coming from somewhere. The exact position is unknown. You also feel a sense of hostility, which then abates as soon as Hal does what he's going to do. Hal gives a salute, says, Commissioner, sir, good to see you again, and resheathes his sword. It is always good to see a servant of the righteous. Just such a formal salute, and such a <laughs> casual greeting. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing board shorts. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wuxia is going to perch on the chairs that have always been a little too small for him here and try to look as like serious as possible, nod his head, say, Admiral Commissioner is an owner. I am no Admiral. You're in charge though, right? Yes. What you call a land admiral? There is no such rank, though the closest equivalent is probably a general. I think commissioner is his title in his role. Yes. Yes. Oh. But I think that makes you admiral in his heart. Well, I suppose. But if you actually respect the rank of admiral, it is probably best not to mistake a non-admiral for such a thing. Usha is going to think really hard about everything that was just said to him and say, <laughs> <laughs> Land Admiral General Commissioner. Even it's worse. Even worse. Oh, I'll, I'll get it next time. Fair enough. While everyone's getting seated and introducing and saying hello to the commissioner, I'm going to be giving Rain a side eye, like doing that whole inside thing again. Like, do you get that thing I sent you? <laughs> <laughs> You're giving Rain the eyebrows again? Yeah, the lack of eyebrow wiggle. <laughs> give her the flesh the wrinkles. <laughs> give her the old wrinkles. Uh, give, give me give me a roll. What are you trying to convey? I'm just seeing if, like, we can lock eyes from it and be like, right? Like the fucking thing I gave you? Ah. Pretty big deal, huh? Cockmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying with the eyebrow wiggle? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Fucking 26. Beautiful. God, this tray. I got to do some house cleaning. Yeah. Unbelievable. She nods gravely towards you. Gaspar's going to lean over to Hal and bump shoulder. Just slightly. Maybe there is something going on between them. Hal starts to lean over to say something to Gaspar and then flinches as he remembers that Gaspar doesn't have a head at head level. (laughs) 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 And then leans like farther down to talk to Gaspar's lap. (laughs) <laughs> the old lap whisper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh I don't know what that was, but it was uncomfortable to watch, I'll tell you what. What are you whispering about? The weather. How looks panicked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, shall we bother with appetizers or are we down to business? Oh no. Do, do not confuse me. I have uh organized a kaiseki. A, a what? It is a uh, multi course meal. Uh, common to where I have come from. Oh. That sounds really lovely. That sounds fancy, uh, but I'm on board for multi-course. That sounds good. <laughs> of course. I appreciate it. 
Ah, breathe, sit. Make yourself comfortable. The space is not large, and the one table that is still left here is in a awkward position for all of you to sit comfortably. But it is the best they can do. First, I would like to thank you for your service. It was remarkable to watch you work in an environment that is not the league proper. You were watching? Yes. Your squire was active. We intercepted the signal, so only we can see. It is important for you to understand, however, that no action will be taken. Not yet. We still need to gather more information and resources. But what you have provided us will be invaluable in our mission. Uh, What mission is that exactly? To weed out the corruption from the League. And hopefully thwart whatever threat might lie underneath. Well, it certainly raised more questions for us regarding what's happening on Era. More and more I realize that you are the perfect choice to join us in our quest. All of you have played a massive role in every step of the way. I pat Wusha on the back hard with a wet slapping sound. Indeed. I'm, uh, I'm happy I could help when I did. You speak in the past tense, but that is why I want you here. I called you here not for this dreadful business, but to offer you an invitation. Obviously, it will be dependent on what your teammates say, but a team is allowed to have six members, four primary and two backup. If you would take it and if they would offer it, we can offer you a permanent alternate position. I take it. That is good. But it is up to them. You should understand that it will uh, occupy one share guaranteed out of every quest to maintain his position. I, and that is to say his administrator, will guarantee his, his lodging and other upkeep. But it is up to you to decide whether you're willing to sacrifice the quintessence. Does he get a share even if he doesn't participate? Correct. Do I get a share for the time I was gone to then? You do. Oh, man, this is news to me. (laughs) So he'll have his own lodgings that's not in the ring and not in our apartment. Correct. He will have his own location. I see no downside then. Could we like... (laughs) (laughs) We can always knock down a wall or something. Could we get like a portable hole or something and stick it on the wall for him to live in when he is around? Oh, you slipped in worse. I believe portable holes have no air. I think they keep air if you leave it open, but does Wusha even need to breathe? Well, it's like one of them sleeping sacks. Your body's inside and your head's out. You're pretty used to portholes, I think, aren't you? He turns to Rain. I see what you mean now. It's very clear. Okay. I think an apartment is better than a hole. A magic hole. (laughs) A neck hole. What have you. You'd agree? I would be very happy to... See Wusha no longer having to pay Quint to use the water closet. Yes, there are apartments both on Hub as well as out on the ring. Uh, we will have to find a vacancy and then pay for it. But I take from your enthusiasm that this is okay. Well, okay. Well, a whole another share is is a big deal. Pros and cons. Wusha's been as faithful an ally as one could hope for in all of this. Always putting himself in harm's way to protect us and seems to think the world of us for some strange reason. Uh, plus, he's quite capable in the battlefield, which is nice. 
and it already seems like our quin gets spread around so thin and randomly that I think I'd hardly notice a missing share here and there. It is also worth mentioning that he is privy to some rather delicate information regarding both you and my purposes. So the choices are either we accept him into the team or, as a con, we have to kill Usha. Um, if I get a vote, I like the first one. Nothing so extravagant is necessary. I trust this individual not to rat us out, as they might say. Oh, thank God. That makes one of us. Well, not on purpose. <laughs> that is fair. Perhaps a remover of tongue might be more appropriate than murder. I trust you do not know how to write. You mean old squiggly? <laughs> <laughs> what the squids do? <laughs> I, I joke. I assume you are literate. You are literate, yes. I do, in a... Despite my lack of trying, never been able to make my own ink. Now, Wusha has actually misplaced his tongue around the apartment several times. Oh, you found it? Oh, yes, it was in the cinnamon jar. It likes the taste of the world. Fellow crown, please. <laughs> yes, let's rein it in. <laughs> Hal gives Gaspar a high five. <laughs> Just instantly. <laughs> well, then, show of hands, all in favor of accepting Wusha for one... Share of Quinn quest as an alternate. Gaspar puts his hand up too. Penn puts her hand up. Hal puts his hand up. I don't know why we're actually doing it. The audience can't see that, but that's, Ga- that's content, puts baby. Wusha's hand down. <laughs> <laughs> this is marvelous. Uh, then the meal was uh, justified. Otherwise, this would have been very awkward. I probably should have thought that through better. I mean, to be clear, the only issue I've had with Wusha is the mess he makes. And even then, it's kind of charming, but the smell. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you should understand that we will be providing accommodations, and you will have near full status uh, as befits a member of your rank. However, there is an exception. Uh, You are not entitled to gate passes, and you must acquire a passport to visit Spokes. Of course. Whatever it takes. Um, And as a personal favor to me... You will not go into the hatches, the uh, undercity? Of course. I don't wish to visit that place again. Ah, uh, good. Um, uh, Commissioner, if I may? He nods. Wish I was going to stand up suddenly and violently, throwing his chair across the room and going, Yes! He's going to pick up his chair and sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> the poor staff, terrified. <laughs> They all just kind of look up from what they're doing at him until he stops and go right back to what they're doing. <laughs> the antiheroes don't even flinch. They're just like, he's not a threat. <laughs> it's like two people walking outside. Oh, we got to try this place. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, if there's nothing else, let's eat. Yes? Absolutely. 100%. Yes, what an occasion to celebrate. I only wish they had bigger bowls. Oh, no. Uh, if you do not like anything, that is okay. You do not have to pretend. I will eat it. I have appetite as befits my uh, true form. Oh, I'll eat. Do you have a tiny spoon so that I can feed my, my severed head? <laughs> <laughs> or a pedestal where I can place it not on the table? Um, I suppose they might have a... High chair for small children. 
they uh, serve the noodles with a very interesting pair of dowels that you use to imbibe them. I think that might be ideal. Ohashi. Oh, the wooden daggers? Ohashi. He makes a little uh, f- chopstick fingers. Yes, those. Might be ideal for getting small morsels into your dead hole. Wonder if it'd be easier to just have one really long noodle. I always thought of them as small spears. Oh, I like that. Oh, thank the gods, the food is here. <laughs> Can your head suck a l- long noodle? <laughs> Hal, Hal hasn't said anything since the commissioner said that because he thought he said hush and was making a close your mouth motion. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, for the gods sake, stop talking. I will need a spit bucket. It doesn't go anywhere. The food doesn't go anywhere. I will taste it. <laughs> As Rain reprimands you gently, some dishes are brought out. So I'm going to go ahead and read you guys some food, and I would like to hear each of your interpretations on how your character feels about this food. The first, the sakizuke, soy milk, silk tofu, tea-smoked sweet fish, wasabi and yuzu zest, and a shizo blossom in the mint family, all poured over with umadashi, a cloudy, strong umami broth with a smoky aftertaste. Hal isn't enthused about the tofu. And then somebody tells him, like, oh, it's better with wasabi. And he dramatically underestimates the wasabi <laughs> to comical effect. Perfect. I like the smoke, but it is difficult trying to get tofu in this head. <laughs> Especially silk tofu. That's some slippery business. Wuxia's main plate, seeing as that he has, like, nothing to compare this against, 10 out of 10. Gaspar's spit bowl, 9 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect combo. Pentecost admires the beauty of this dish for some time. It might be the last one to partake of it, but as she puts it in her mouth, her eyes go wide and she makes an obviously pleased sound. Iavos is most delighted by the broth. He thinks it's wonderful. Kind of smiling to himself as he tastes each component. Mm. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm. And then accidentally, you know, gulping back the full glob of wasab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then requesting a second glass of water. He has a bit of a coughing fit. <laughs> Hal has to rage to power through without. <laughs> Damage reduction. Yeah. Damage reduction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I have us. I would have warned you. The avocado is very spicy. <laughs> It's lavacado. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. Is that a skin cream? The next dish, the hasun, is farm fresh edamame with bluefin tuna marinated in oroshi or grated daikon radish. Pen pops an entire edamame with its husk into her mouth and tries to chew it. The fibery sinuiness and the hard inner shell is deeply unpleasant uh, until you eventually kind of grind it down. And then it tastes like any other flower or plant. Hmm. Gaspar is going to take one of the pods in one hand, pinch it so that it flies into the air and then arcs down. And then with his other hand, move his head to catch it in his mouth. (laughs) Show off. (laughs) Nice and fresh. Hal bypasses the edamame and just goes for the tuna because he recognizes protein when it's put in front of him. At first blush, you wonder if it might be just kind of a cherry jello, uh, and then you realize it's actually protein. <laughs> Wuxia is just overjoyed about the abundance of fish. The last one from the last <laughs> meal, this one from this one, and he is happy to guzzle down as much as he can. Um, 
12 out of 10 for the main dish. <laughs> and also, because of the fineness of the tuna, 12 out of 10 from the spit bowl. <laughs> I was just verbally speaking about how oh, we never get any kind of exotic fish. Oh, I'm so tired of basic river fish. This is so fatty and wonderful. Oh, tuna is so much bigger than you think they are. Like a sea cow. Yes. The, the cow of the sea. That is what I would call tuna. And red. But predators. Angry. Carnivorous sea cow. So like minotaurs. The, yes. min- the minotaur of the sea. Exactly. Yeah. Every sea cow I ever met don't give a shit about nothing going on. Oh, right. That is a sea cow. Oh, fair enough. They're a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Weird human-like knees. <laughs> Wearing out them. <laughs> the suyamono is clear dashi broth with somen, thin togarashi pepper, and heirloom tomatoes and yuzu. Say that again. <laughs> sure. When I say these titles, sakizuke, hasun, these are the name of the course, not the dish themselves. The dishes don't have any meaningful names. The suyamono is clear dashi broth with somen noodles, thin togarashi pepper, Heirloom tomato and yuzu. Mm, all of these broths. Oh, so wonderfully fishy and delightful. You have to have a lot of a small dish and a lot of broth so it goes through faster so you can eat more. Strategic. It's really lovely. It's sort of like I have a stew, but it's uh, lighter and uh, fruitier, more acidic. I'm not quite sure. Oi, oi, uh feel like I've come across something like this in my uh, in my sleep. This is my uh, wet dream. <laughs> I do not think that means what you think it means. I felt right about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dashi is made with uh, hard fish. They take the fish and they rot it for a long time and then they smoke it and rot it and smoke it and rot it. It's like wood and you shave it and you put that in the water and you take it out. I've seen sailors try to shave a fish before and it ain't never gone good. (laughs) (laughs) The yakimono is salt-grilled sweet fish with pickled ginger sprouts and something called sudashi, which is a round green citrus fruit, not unlike a lime, but juicier and a little sweeter. I was waiting till the scurvy protection came along. (laughs) You know, you'd think you'd get tired of fish after fish, but I just want more. At this point, all that comes from Penny's side of the table is noises. (laughs) <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I'm glad we cleared out the restaurant. Feel like this would be the right kind of food, uh, uh, double experience-wise, to have a old-time top-deck burping competition with. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. I mean, I certainly wouldn't mind tasting it again. Oi, <clears throat> clear air is always best for that. Commissioner's right. <laughs> the takiawase is a lidded soup with eggplant, baby taro, snow pea, shiitake mushroom, and yuzu. Oh, they call this a snow pea because it comes from the sky when it's cold. No. No, not not at all. That is... Wow, no. Please don't ask about the shiitake. (laughs) (laughs) We've all heard it before. (laughs) Well, you're quite a warm little snow for me. My soup horizons have broadened so much. <laughs> I would give you some katobushi and the kezuriki to shave, so you might have some uh, uh, of my home in your home. Yes, that sounds lovely. I've had lutefisk before, but it's not quite the same. 
Why does this soup just make you hungrier? Um, <laughs> Yavos, the commissioner just tell you to shave him? Uh, no. <laughs> I only caught like half of that. The Sunomono is a shabu-shabu of whitefish, sweet corn, cucumber, green onion, in sesame vinaigrette. Crunchy. Mm. What oil is this? I have a, no idea. I, mostly when I cook, I do high grilling, small grills. Or I just manifest food. Is manifested food as complex as this one? Uh, only if you're a good cook. Problem is, I have had many wizards try to make food with magic, but they are bad cooks to begin with, and so they are made up food that tastes uh, like it always was. Yalvos, are you a food wizard? Someday I hope to be more gifted in that field, for sure. I wonder where they find so many different kinds of fish. Oh, I know. Mother Ocean. That is so. That or the river. Mother River. Which does feed the Mother Ocean? Hey, like, uh, like hair coming off the head. Oh, I wonder if Mother Ocean, fed by river and swollen, uh, maybe Father River? Oh, that makes me uncomfortable for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the shokuji is fluffy yumepirika rice with baby sardine, tsukemono, a collection of pickled radish, cucumber, ginger, and soy curd, and hacho miso soup, strong dark red miso. Are the uh, sardines whole? Yes. Cool. Wusha's going to try to feed them little pieces of rice before he eats them himself. The commissioner watches you and... Discomfort. <laughs> I would say don't play with your food, but I obviously am already. <laughs> <laughs> I went out the window and he's trying to like free throw fucking edamame. <laughs> Tucking sardines into your corpse head nose. <laughs> right into the bucket. <laughs> then right into Wushan's mouth. <laughs> we are not good. <laughs> we're respectable not, we're not guests. polite dinner guests at all <laughs> that's the actual reason they closed the restaurant it wasn't security reasons <laughs> it was just to keep, minimize the embarrassment we would have emptied it out regardless <laughs> they just got ahead of the curve <laughs> at least we don't have to break anything this time the mizugashi is a palate cleanser before the dessert it's a simple shinsekai musk melon which is not unlike a cantaloupe but a little more tart but the true piece de resistance is the okashi the actual dessert itself, an anmitsu, which is a lychee agar-agar jelly topped with red bean paste and a collection of strange fruits, none of which you've seen. This is so similar to many things that we've done battle with. It's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> but it also seems too beautiful to destroy. I mean, that was quite a few rounds of, of you could call that a battle just getting through all of that food. It's a little sweet for me, but... I love all the bright fruits. This doesn't taste like any bean I've ever had before. I'm, frankly, I'm impressed that they've got this sort of portion sizing all balanced out to give you that much food without you getting full before you get to dessert. You all notice that none of you feel bloated or thick. You all feel totally comfortable. Like, it's exactly the right amount of food. I may suffer Wuxia, but that's part of the course. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> part of the calculation. Actually, for the first time ever, Wuxia doesn't feel bloated. <laughs> maybe maybe his problems are dietary. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so svelte and deflated. I guess I should stop chugging for fermented milk and maybe try a fish or two. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> An elimination diet might do wonders. <laughs> Once you've finished... The commissioner raises his hand in gestures, and several bottles of sake are brought out. 
they are kind of a cloudy, creamy sake, and he pours some for each of you, but does not pour his own. Yeah, let's go ahead and roll me a history check. Mm. Uh, 21. You know that it is impolite to pour your own drink if you've poured everybody else's. It's typical that somebody should take that responsibility, often an elder or a young child. Because we're being so fancy and ceremonious, I'm going to use a mage hand to pour a very nice level cup of sake for the commissioner. As you begin to conjure the magic for it, he raises his hand and gently places it on your arm. Well, I come from magic has a corruptive quality. Ah. I appreciate the gesture. Well, then the old-fashioned way do? Please. Just having a bit of fun. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> how, how gives Gaspar a, uh, a meaningful glance and then looks at a bottle of sake? I was going to say, they bring out sick. Yeah, <laughs> another meaningful glance and then back at the bottle of sake. It's gone. <laughs> During the whole escapade of the mage hand appearing, I'm yeah. sure you had a clear window, a <laughs> squirrel one. Um, but yeah, I'll just do a two-handed pour, old-fashioned style. It is a chilled sake, and it is rather sweet and a little tart. He takes a sip from it, sets it down. One day I will tell you about magic in my world, but I think I am a little too tired to continue. Please, enjoy yourselves. Drink. They have been paid well, and... Uh, the place is yours for the evening. Well, uh, it was lovely dining with you, Commissioner. Uh, thank you so much for everything you've done and, and for giving me home. Yes, you were so kind to us when we got here. And I want to say thank you for all the adventures. Hal leans over to Rain and just goes, I'm so sorry. Thank you. I almost will hold up his cup of sake and say, well then, to... Uh, the continuance of Wusha as a prong of the crown. He takes the bottle, pours himself a little, and holds up as well. Oh, one more, maybe. Uh, come by. And he upends it. <laughs> Wusha will drink it back and be like, well, he didn't even need to filter out the sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these grapes have an interesting flavor. Oh, it's made of rice. Rice. What kind of grape is that? Tiny white grapes. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes. You get black and brown sometimes, too. Well, Rain, um, I believe the anti-heroes can take me home. You should inform them about the next mission. She nods. Should have known. Takes him to the front door, and then an anti-hero approaches, and they depart. <clears throat> this doesn't taste anything like the uh, alcohol that my father made behind the shed in a copper still, but it has the same warming feeling. Did he use rice, too? We never had rice growing up. It just didn't grow around there. I didn't know you could make something like this with rice. That's amazing. Uh, most of the wine on Evdemonia is grapes or honey. You can make alcohol out of almost anything if you're determined enough. If it has sugar. The more we explore the plains, the more I believe this. We've drinking cloud juice. That in of itself was quite alcoholic. So That one was a little extreme. <laughs> We were late on a delivery once, and the whole crew had bilge wine. <laughs> Rain pulls a chair up to where the commissioner was sitting and sits. It wouldn't be a meeting with me if it didn't have a mission tied to it, would it? Sorry about that. But I think you're going to be excited about this one. For the first time, the stakes won't be death. That's a positive. Yes. Well, I mean, death, yes, but not real death. You have been invited, or rather, we have organized, 
for you to be in the next dice exhibition. I won some dice games while we were on the ship. Well, you've never been good at cutting things up that small. I threw some dice in Kinuent. She doesn't mean like that. <laughs> she looks at the four of you, confused, and then looks over at Halifon. Surely you. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm ready to roll. Dice is dynamic combat entertainment. It is a kind of flowery, almost operatic absurdity of combat. You will be in a four-on-four exhibition match in the dice box. Four-on-four, looking at the table. Yes, I'm sorry, Abbas. I assumed you wouldn't be interested in something like this. I don't know how well they deal with magic in such an event. It doesn't sound like the right time or place. Oh, no, they absolutely have magic. The combat works as per usual. It's not uh, controlled or restricted, especially in exhibition matches. Well, if you had to pick your strongest suitors, I would put me last in the list of people to get into a ring and fight each other. I, of course, leave it up to you to decide who will and who will not come, but I simply assumed you would have better things to do than wail on a bunch of garishly dressed idiots. Well, surely we'll all come as a team or not at all. Will we be fighting against other league teams? That's a funny question. Most of the time, people who work in DICE are not usually league members, or they are supplementary league members, not unlike Wusha himself. Others are simply just workers for DICE, but there is no association, no direct association anyway, between the league, the Adventurers Guild, or the DICE box. It is its own corporation, entirely self-sustained. So is this quest, um, what is it, away from the book? I'm sorry? I think what Penn means to say is it, is this one like your last one? No, you'll be more than advertised. In fact, that's the point. The goal is to get you in front of as many people as possible, maybe earn you some extra quin, and hopefully get your name out there. You've been gone for some time and have not done a proper access quest in quite a bit. Do the rules of the League apply in this alien environment of dice? Oh yes, no, there are their own rules, in fact. Uh, <laughs> they are going to be unusual. Uh, um, I don't want to... Um cast any aspirations about our idea about this quiz, but uh, we're all real combatants. Isn't dice a bit um, fake? (laughs) No, absolutely not. Uh, It's important that you understand that the winners of the exhibition matches are often staged, yes, to a degree, but the wounds are very real and the pain is very real. But more importantly, the exhibition matches are there to hype people up for the tournaments, which are very, extremely accurate. There is no staging in the tournaments. You will be doing an exhibition match, and you are determined to win that fight. But how you win that fight is what's important. You see, dice, not unlike luck, depends on the joy of the audience. And that is your job, to entertain them. Which means you will all need to establish a persona. I trust that each and every one of you will do your best to perform for the audience. Again, one of the reasons why I did not necessarily include you, Yavos. Very fair. (laughs) The rules will be explained to you in the arena. But for now, I think it's best you start thinking about who you're going to be in the dice box.
High above the infinite plane of error, the satellite city of Zenith twirls like a b-boy dance wizard. And high above the sauce saucer sorcery is a big hard box, the Dice Box. Welcome to Dynamic Combat Entertainment. Filling in for Kirk Ranger, I'm Dirk Danger. And yes, folks, that's intentional. And I'm Warren Rustborough. Hey, you promised. And I'm Warren Rustborough. Look. If you're not going to zest the fun lemon, hand the please grader to one of the real professionals. I'm sure Slenderbender or the Untermunch would be happy to hold the sound stick. And I'm Warren Rustborough. Rusty, I'm going to do for you what one swarthy little man nugget does for me on the regular. Incentivize. If you bring the rock to this roll and help me make the hardest hot dog imaginable, I will finish the words on the EXPN prompter before being stupid all over you. For five whole broadcasts. Coming to you hard and fast from the Chaosium, it's the Funereal Minerial, the Mope who ropes the most dopes, the Dwarf who's about to whore, the man whose brand new contract compels him to make public appearances outside his regularly scheduled programming. Rusty! War in the Warhead Rustborough. Ahead of tonight's main event, the Chunderer from Down Underer kicks butt first against the murderous magpie what kidnapped his kids and made hot dogs from his mom's dogs. Disorderly Conductor versus the Graven. Wait, Hell so yeah. so this is like pro wrestling, but but us us is but with yeah, swords us's. and stuff, all <laughs> fucking off the wall, tippy top, maximum energy wrestling bullshit, pro questing things mm-hmm. things that Hal would know everything about, and Michael knows nothing about. <laughs> I think you're the you're the least wrestling knowledgeable at this table, perhaps. Whoa, whoa! whoa. I'll race you to the bottom. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I certainly hope everybody's going to enjoy it. Uh, first, I'd like to go around this table and ask if I, any any favorite moments anyone has. Favorite mm. moments. Favorite uh, moments. I always like descriptions of food, and I appreciate that you wrote them all out. Because... I feel like such a tit for writing out this like full ass fucking <laughs> no. uh, kaiseki menu. Is stupid. <laughs> I'd like to nominate play of the game for me and Max keeping it together while you described the wad that <laughs> Penny found next to her bed. The filthy, Mac, the filthy chained. Mac, Max and I were barely containing ourselves. There was there was some some self discipline right yeah. there that needed to happen. <laughs> mm, um, I always enjoy working with Gaspar and a little bit of subterfuge. Yeah, sneaking yeah. something away. When we found out their deep dark secret for the good of knowledge, their spice rack. <laughs> the torture in that rack. I think my highlight is going to be Wusha taking my spit bucket. <laughs> it it fills such a such a purpose, such a specific unnecessary. It completed the the circle that is the fallow crown. I think it was is, perfect timing. Is Wusha the new Morty? <laughs> <laughs> 
my favorite moment from y'all is just the improv, the goofs. You guys were fucking on fire today. This is unbelievable. I just hope you got the energy to bring it for the fucking <laughs> yeah, dice yes. box because you're going to need to. We're going to spread this I, out over four episodes, not blow our wad at the very beginning. My favorite I, moment for myself is the random fucking weird ass character that I had to conjure because I forgot the fucking voice <laughs> for Jet Brody. I stone cold just fucking forgot it. Angelo had to like look up and try to find it. We still didn't find it. I'm like, I'm just going to make something up. <laughs> I love that. And I mean, bug. all the different like faith flavors. We never had like a little floaty character. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the thought occurred that we didn't really use any pixies or anything like that. Maybe, so just, maybe fairies are fucking gross as shit. <laughs> love that. But now, now they know where I am. So I've got to fake my death. I've got to burn the beheaded aardvark down. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Jet! Uh, j- just make yourself John Cena so they can't see you. There you hmm. go. That's the one. That's the one thing I know about wrestling. I'm I'm now out We're of wrestling all knowledge. Proud of you. <laughs> yep. Does anybody have any upcoming announcements that they would like to make before we sign off? Can uh, I tell my favorite moment? Oh, I thought you had. I'm so it's sorry, okay. Max. Don't worry about I love it. you. I liked I liked the little moment between Penny and Wusha, Pen and Wusha when yeah. when they got to like get real about shit. That was great. I've been planning that for so long Aww. that the miniature I'm currently using is wearing that bracer. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. It's fantastic. That's, that's dedication. And I love it. This is very good. Any announcements? Uh, I don't. I have an alien game coming up with a ROM with the alien RPG from Free League. That'll be a two part, one part podcast. That's a prequel to a live stream that we're going to do. We don't have a release date for that. We're hoping to record in August or September. We will see what happens. I also remain an any nominated voice actor. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, kill every monster did not win an any. So uh, I am I am an any award losing voice actor. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with yeah. nominated. We're at like a badge of honor. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah, that's yeah. all right. It was it was it was fun. Maybe next year Luq and Kill Every Monster will win, and then I'll be a double any award winning. That would be the dream. Well, you will hear about it a lot more in the future, but if you follow my social media, you've probably already seen the news. I am in the process of opening a tabletop RPG-themed brewery in Portland, Oregon, called TPK Brewing Co. Uh, The whole cast here got to come and and scope out the building pre-renovation and try some of our our brews. It was so fucking cool. The fucking building is so cool. God, that's such a cool building. The uh, the Bard's Tale Pale Ale was my favorite of the Mm -hmm. beers. That one's very good. I'm big excited. And uh, yeah, so I will share more exciting news about that in the future, but I can finally talk about it here. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm super glad to have everybody here. I'm super glad you listened. Uh, Again, thank you so much for the patience that you had during that particularly long break where not a lot was happening. I hope I hope Leviathan and pirate episode followed immediately (laughs) by over the top wrestling episode makes up for it in just pure juice. Uh, I'm very excited to run this chapter. Uh, I was writing clear literally up to the moment when we started. So hopefully. yeah, we, we got here and Zach kicked all of us out of the room so he could do something in here without us. Exactly. <laughs> Secrets. It I was to focus. Get out. It's a rough one, but uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, but until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs>